we live our life here on earth with the one chance that we have. Does anyone, for those of you that are here, I know there's a number of people missing here this morning. Does anyone remember what we talked about last week for those of you that were here? Jason, what was it? Promise keeper, faithful guy. Good job. Well done. We tend to forget. And I'm, I'm not blaming you, but uh, I, I want to do better with that. We go and we listen and then we forget. We go and we listen and then we forget. And uh, so Lord, help us to, to remember the things and, and do better with what we hear. And we're going to talk about that this morning too on hearing. And I, I, I wrapped it up with the verse, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. And so my question to you was, did you draw closer to God this week? If you drew closer to God, he drew closer to you. But if you're the same as where you were last week, you didn't draw closer to God. We need to be proactive in that. In drawing close to God and he will draw closer to you. <laughs> PJ, another song you said sang with God is good all the time. Uh, I wasn't too sh Well, yeah, I know God is good all the time. But sometimes you wonder why stuff happens the way it does. Yesterday I was on the mower late afternoon. And apparently I mowed into a pile of bees that I didn't know. And all of a sudden, I, I know I have at least six, maybe more, bites from bees. I mean, they just, psh, I mean, it was within seconds that they were biting me. And I was swatting them and carrying on. I don't know what I, how I looked when on the mower. but uh, So I went in right away because I, I, and of all places, you know, they got me like up in here and up in here and my neck and both of my legs right on top of my socks and it was rather annoying it still is they're still bothering me but I was just processing bees a little bit this morning as well and just some things that I that I learned about bees is egos are not important with bees working together is very essential when it comes to to bees or beehive of working together because I'm like how did these old critters know to come and bite me I'm operating a mower you know why didn't they go to some other part of the mower why did they come to me that I don't know there's a lot of things I don't understand and how did they know to bite me in all different places like why didn't they all come to my one arm instead of like six different places it was just, it's, it's kind of intriguing how they, how they attacked me different places and did it so quickly. Uh, but then just learning that in a world of bees, uh, the uniting, uh, I read this morning that bees unite in a purpose almost um, like not many other things on earth. They just, when bees, somehow they communicate and when they have a mission, they unite, and they're not, very, they're not separated. They don't do things individually, from what I understood. So it was just kind of interesting reading that and looking at what we can learn uh, about bees and how they work. Uh, and obviously being on the other end of being bit is not fun either. Uh, anyway, 
So we have, uh, we were talking about, we have one life. Let's do this right. Uh, let's not waste it. There won't be a second chance. And I'm going to look at a parable this morning talking about living life. And all th three Gospels talk about this. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three have this parable recorded. John does not have this parable recorded. And the reason John doesn't, did you know that John has no, the book of John has no parables report, reported in, or recorded in the book of John. So uh, I thought that was interesting. But So I'm going to read it out of Mark, but all three of them talk about this. And so I'm going to read it out of Mark chapter 4, verse 1 through 20. And just leading up to this, this is the parable of the sower. I think most of us probably know this parable. We're going to look at it a little bit more here this morning. And I have even discussed some of this with some of you probably in just looking at the ministry, being involved in ministry. And I know a lot of you are involved in ministry or have been involved in ministry, even at, with, with, with Way of Jesus. And we look at, at the years of things that we did, Tuesday church, Bible, uh, Bible studies, camp, LBS, all the seeds that have been planted, like where are, where's the fruit? Uh, and I know I had a conversation with you, Mike. I think you had brought up the thing, well, maybe we're just here just to plant seeds. Maybe that's our purpose. Maybe it is. But I've been processing this. We've been doing lots of planning where is where's all the fruit? And this Bible talk this this parable talks about this. So we're gonna look at this and see what we can learn from it. I'm gonna read it out of Mark verses one through twenty, and then we're gonna come back and, and go down through some of this stuff. Uh, again, this is in Matthew. Matthew writes it in, in chapter thirteen and Luke writes it in chapter eight, but I'll read it in Mark chapter four. Again he began to preach. This is Jesus. A great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat sat on it, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. What a kind of a cool picture. Uh, not necessarily where we think of someone teaching, but Jesus is, plops himself in a boat and uh, faces the crowd, and he starts teaching. And he taught them many things by parables. And he said to them in his teaching, verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed, that some seed fell by the wayside. The birds of the air came and they devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. When the sun was come up, it was scorched because it had no root and it withered away. Verse 7, some seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But the other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about this parable. It was, I find this interesting too. Jesus said lots of parables, but this particular one here, they came back. It says they came back and they asked him, Jesus, what does this parable mean? Verse 11, he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing you may, seeing they may see and not perceive, 
hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven. And by the way, that was prophesied in the book of Isaiah, those verses right there. Then in verse 13, he explains it. He says to them, do you not understand this parable? Good question. So they're, they're coming to Jesus and saying, hey, what does this parable mean? And Jesus asked them a question, do you not understand? How then will you understand all the parables? So verse 14, he says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones on stony ground who, when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so they only endure for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones who are sown among the thorns, verse 18. These are the ones who hear the word, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things, entering choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones who are sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. So we have three things, three main things here. We have a farmer or the sower, and then you have the seed and the soil that we're going to be talking about here this morning, and I think that's what Jesus is, is, is wanting to get through here uh, as well. So we know the farmer or the sower, I'm going to call him a farmer, is, is the, the person that's proactive. He's the one that goes out and, and plants the seed. He takes initiative. Uh, you know, he's going he's gonna to plant. He recognizes that uh, if I'm not intentional, intentional about planting something, I'm not going to get anything, right? You don't just receive a harvest without planting something. He's aware of that, all right? So if I want to harvest, I need to plant. Planting is important. So therefore, Step number one is planting. You have to plant. So he, he's, he's aware of that. So uh, he's not going to expect a crop without doing any kind of planting. So we have the farmer, and then we have the seed. The seed is just this teeny small substance that you can buy in big bags for a little bit of, you know, not a whole lot. That kind of seeds. But... This kind of seed, what we're talking about here, Jesus says it very clearly. Verse 14, the sower sows the word. So the seed that we're talking about, that Jesus is talking about in this story, is not grass seeds, but it's the word of God. This book, teaching, preaching, sharing, studying the word of God, is what we're talking about here is uh, the seed. So sow it, spread it, study it, memorize it, read it. That's the seed what Jesus is talking about here this morning is this word of God. And then we have the other one is the soil. All right? The very important part. And Jesus talks about the four different kinds of soil here in this story and what they are. So in verse 14, let's go down through here. In verse 14, we have the sower or the farmer uh, sowing the word. So we have the seed is the word, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we have the farmer, I'm in 14. The, the farmer is sowing the word of God. That's what's happening here in 14, right? Verse 15, 
it says, and these are the, this is, this is the first type of soil, okay? These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear it, Satan comes and immediately takes a word, takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So here, the farmer sows the seed, and soil number one is they hear it, but then it says immediately Satan comes and steals it away from them. So they're in a position to where Satan can just come in and have access to their life. When they hear the word of God, Satan just comes and steals it right away. And then it's no longer there. When he steals it, he takes it away. And the word of God is just taken right away from him. That's what happens in, in uh, this soil. Satan is a thief. We know that. Uh, he's not only wants to, you know, uh, destroy you, but he can steal. And so if he can steal the word of God right away from you, he's going to do it. Because he knows what the word of God can do. That's soil number one. Soil number two, verse 16 and 17. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so they only endure for a short time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, immediately they stumble. So here we have stony ground, which it says it has no root. But he says when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with gladness. So they're all excited about the word of God. And we, you may have seen people like this. Maybe you have experiences. You get all excited. This is awesome. This is great. You receive it with gladness. You know, you go and buy a new Bible and you start going to church and you just get all excited about uh, what God is doing. You talk about what God is doing, what he has been doing. You know, the, the new and greatest, best thing in life is, is this. But then what happens? Verse 17, it says, They have no root in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So they're all excited about it for a little bit until something difficult comes along. Until they have a test, until they have a trial, until life doesn't go as planned. Uh, or something difficult happens, or situations are just, the circumstances are really hard. And because they have no root, they ditch the Word of God just so quick, just like that. They were all excited, but with no root there, the difficulties and, and just came and just took it away, and they throw it all out. The next one, the third one. Verse 18. Now, these are the ones that are sown among the thorns. They're the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So do you like thorns? Here he's talking about thorns. 
Uh, I really doubt any of us like thorns. They're pretty annoying. Uh, I really doubt anyone would buy thorns. You probably don't. I don't know if you can even buy thorns at a seed store. I've never tried it. Never planned to. Uh, but thorns are just these annoying things that, that grow. Right? So here he's talking about these thorns. People that, he says, they hear it. They hear the word of God. And they receive it, it says. But then they get distracted by just the cares of this life. Maybe the busyness. Maybe the, the, the worry. Maybe there's stress. Maybe there's just a lot of things going on that these thorns come up in your life and it just chokes out. It says it chokes out the word of God or chokes out the seed that's there. The busyness in life. And we need to be very careful with this one. The soil may be good. I think it's very good in this, in, in what he's talking about in the number three here, that the soil is good. And you're growing, you're maturing in the Word of God and in your relationship with God. But you're also allowing and you're okay with all the cares and the worries of this world. The thorns that are growing, they're just growing right with it and you're okay with that. But what's going to happen when those thorns, according to this scripture, when the thorns keep growing, they're eventually going to choke out. Choke out. Choking doesn't happen like that. Choking is slowly, slowly, slowly. These thorns, these, these cares of, of, of this life are eventually going to choke it out. Verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it. They bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100. Now, this is what we get excited about. Good ground bearing lots of good fruit is awesome. That's what we want. That was our intention when we planted seeds that we hope to get a harvest, right? And so here he says this fourth kind of soil is one that bears fruit. It bears lots of fruit. And Jesus says uh, in John 15, 8, or yeah, it says, herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So the Father in heaven is glorified when you bear a lot of fruit. And that's this type of soil. This has good fruits. It's watered. It's taken care of. Uh, it doesn't have thorns. It doesn't let Satan come in and just take it out away from you. You have enough of control in your life that Satan can't just come and take the word of God uh, from you. It brings a harvest. It's planted in good soil and it's taken care of and it grows. But it doesn't happen by doing nothing. It takes being intentional in order to have a good soil and something that grows. It takes work. It takes time. It takes prioritization. Uh, but it's the best. And so back to the question of living life well. If you want to live life well, this is what we need to do with the Word of God. To have soil in our life that the Word of God can be planted in our hearts and then it can grow and it can bring forth fruit. So Jesus talks about four types of soil here, right? 
and only one of them produces fruit. Four different types, only one produces fruit. That's only a quarter of them. That's only 25%. And looking at Jesus' life, not all of Jesus, not all of the people that Jesus taught to followed him. They didn't. And so us being involved in ministry, I think we're fools to expect that we're going to have 100% harvest. It didn't even happen for Jesus. I'm not saying, oh, we throw in the towel, we can't, we're not doing much. That's not what I'm getting at. Let's still keep doing the best that we can. But let's, be, let's, let's not look at this and say, oh, because we don't have 100%, we're not planting seeds. No. For Jesus, it was 25%. Just one out of these four types of soils. So keep that in mind as well. Keep planting the seed. Keep sharing the word of God. We can't control other soils. Now, in just studying this, though, it did give me, it is giving me a different perspective on how I pray. Because I see how important this soil is. I'm sorry, this seed is. And so I think we would be wise to start praying, God, prepare their soil. Give them the right soil. Guard this soil. Keep out the thorns. Keep out Satan from taking it away. Keep out the distractions in their life. Because a good soil, a seed in a good soil, Jesus says, is going to bring forth fruit. So that's for other people. But if you want to have good soil, it's up to you. You decide the condition of your soil. You decide what happens to the seed that's planted in your life. You can choose that. You decide what the Word of God does for you. You decide how you handle the Word of God. We have the Word of God. And so what I want to get here this morning is, is, is a twofold message. One is, let's not get weary in well-doing and planting the seed in ministry and, and, and just keep doing that. Because I, the seed needs to be planted. There will be no harvest without a seed planted. So let's keep planting seeds. But then also, let's be aware of the ability that we have and you have to control the condition of your soil. What are you doing with the Word of God? When you read the Word of God, when you study the Word of God, does Satan come and just take it away? Steal it? That was the, uh, that was the first soil. Or was it like the second one? It's stony ground. There's just no root there. As soon as something difficult, you're on board until there's something difficult comes along, and then uh, this, is, this is too hard. I tried this Christianity thing. See, the problem there with that is Christianity is not a thing. Christianity is a relationship. And relationships take time. Maybe your condition of the, your soil is, is like the third one. With thorns. 
you have the word of God. You're growing. But in the midst of your growing, you're allowing the thorns to grow as well. The cares of this life are just growing right with it. And eventually they're going to choke it out. Or are you number four that is good ground? You hear the word, you accept it, and you bear much fruit. Again, uh, Jesus says, I just had a brain freeze. Herein, here it is. Herein is my Father glorified when you bear much fruit. What kind of soil are you? What kind of soil do you want to be? It's up to you. You decide. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you for this parable of the sower. And Lord, this was a parable that you spoke. And Father, I believe it still applies to us today. Father, I want to thank you for each person that's here this morning. Lord, I know that I think probably everyone in one way or another is in, in, uh, involved in planting seeds. Uh, whether it's into their children, um, into teens, into youth. Uh, there's, there's all different ways that uh, we are planting seeds. And Father, I pray that we would not be weary in well-doing, but we would remember that, Father... There will be no harvest without seeds planted. And so, Lord, give us the opportunities, give us the courage to keep planting seeds. And um, as we have opportunity, just to, to be proactive in, in planting seeds as many as we can. But, Father, we're also aware here this morning of the soil in our life. And that's something we can control. We decide what the ground in our heart is like. And so, Father, I'm asking this morning that each one of us, no matter which category we come in here this morning, Father, maybe we're in a position to where we hear the word, but Satan just comes and, and he just steals it. Lord, I'm asking that you would give us the strength and the courage and the ability to stop that in Jesus' name and allow your Holy Spirit, your word, just to come into our hearts. We hear it and it penetrates and it stays there. Father, I pray that you would help us to have deep roots, that we would establish our roots, that we would not be like the second person here or the second type of soil that doesn't have root, that as soon as a difficult moment comes along, we throw it out. Lord, strengthen our roots. May our roots grow deep in your love and in your faithfulness and just who you are. Father, the third type of soil we talked about here this morning is a soil that has thorns. Yeah, it's a good soil because things are growing. But Father, it talks about how the thorns, the cares of this life, the cares of this world, the worries, the things we stress about, the things that can consume so much of our time, if we're not careful, they will choke out the Word of God, that seed. And so, Lord, I pray that you would reveal the thorns in my life, you would reveal the thorns in our lives here this morning. And that, Father, in Jesus' name, we could take care of those and Father, 
I pray for each one of us here this morning and each person that's listening that we would be like the fourth soil. Father, that we would be fertile. We would hear the word of God. We would embrace it. And then it would grow. And then it would bring forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. So Lord, thank you so much for this parable this morning. I pray that we could take it to heart and that we would be proactive and, and have the courage to be good soil for your glory. Father, you're awesome. Thank you. I pray a blessing on each person that's here as we leave from here. May we honor you in all we say and do. Father, I also pray for Haiti this morning. Pray for Barb and Natalie and uh, Jason and Amanda and Father, just the country of Haiti with, with what is happening, what happened yesterday. Lord, I pray that you would draw people to yourself through this situation. In Jesus' name, amen.